I believe in inspiring people to be the person they aspire to be by doing the things they desire to do. This podcast is an additional platform to help me do just that. I know a lot. I've done a lot. I do a lot. By sharing my experience with you all will be the highlight of my day. I will also have family, friends, and colleagues share their knowledge and experiences with me. You think you know me, but you don't know the half. Welcome to Vale's World. It's the Yo, 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 it's your boy Lavelle D. Munger, your host for Vail's World Podcast, and I'm just happy to be here. It feels so good to be back, but before we get started, make sure y'all follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Vail's World Podcast. If you'd like to sponsor or be a guest for an upcoming episode, hit us up at Vail's World Podcast at ldmonger.com. Now let's get on with the show. So today's good read. Black Joy, Stories of Resistance, Resilience, and Restoration by Tracy Michael Lewis. Yep, I was about to mess her last name up. So, y'all know, it'll be down there in the description. Okay, so when Tracy wrote essays on Black Joy for the Washington Post, she had no idea how deeply it would resonate. But the outpouring of her positive responses affirmed her own lived experiences that black joy is not just a weapon of resistance. It is a tool for resilience. In this book, Tracy aims to give her community with a collection of lyrical essays about the way joy has evolved, even in the midst of trauma in her own life, detailing these instances of joy in the context of black culture allows us to recognize the power of black joy as a resource to draw upon and to challenge the one note narratives of black life as solely compromised of trauma and hardship. I read this at a pivotal time of my life this year, lost my aunt. We lost an icon from the city and it was great to remember that there's things to smile about and that all the hardship that I'm going through in life isn't uniquely for me. So anyone that needs a smile, needs a affirmation, needs needs to be loved. Make sure y'all tap into Black Joy, Stories of Resistance, Resilience, and Restoration by Tracy Michael Lewis. Yes, I'm gonna figure out how to pronounce it. I'm gonna try it out. Gigets. Yeah, don't kill me. And y'all let me know what books are out there that you're reading what audiobooks you're listening to, what book clubs y'all got going on. Shout out to Books and Bourbons and all that. So now what's popping? So I was in St. Louis a couple weeks ago and I was supposed to make this episode before Delta pissed me off and I just didn't have time to knock this out. But anywho, I had the opportunity to tap back into All-American. I'm on season four, I think, maybe season three. They got a lot of episodes. But I feel like I'm on like episode 14 or something. So I'm, I'm almost done with whatever season that I'm on. And it's great that they were able to carry it on. Some of the character changes was just too drastic for me. It was like they could have kept some people there. But the storyline is still doing its thing. Spencer definitely reminds me of myself. I'm not as athletic. Wasn't that good in sports. But just the, the mannerisms, the overwhelming ownership of the lives of people around me that I care about and just taking on people's traumas and burdens and and making them my own, which 
at times has put me at fault and blame from some of the situations and circumstances that I've been in because I make decisions or I have made decisions for other people without consulting them and asking them where can I support them at. And it's just so much. So looking at Spencer at times, it's, it's cringing as these storylines go. Because I definitely see myself. But then another thing, high school is crazy. Like, what the hell? And I thought about it. Like, yeah, I was crazy. You know, in high school as well, we had some very crazy, amazing things going on in high school as well. So it wasn't too far off. The biggest takeaway from this this show is that everybody going through shit. Like in high school, you think that, oh, if I had money, that it'd change things. But when money come more problems and different problems. So being able to see privileged teenagers, because I hate it. I hated people with privilege. I think I talked to y'all about that a while ago. I hated people with privilege. I hated private school people. I hated county school people. I just felt like they had everything and they were just ungrateful and stuff like that. But watching this show really allows you to see that everything ain't sweet on the other side. I may have grown up poor and with limited resources, but I never had access to some of the things that they had access to, which allows them to go down the same rabbit hole people do without. So yeah, All American Good. I can't wait to catch up, finish whatever season they end on. And then I also heard they have Homecoming with the girl that got pregnant and put the baby on the twin and then told him that it wasn't his and she only put it on her because she felt like he was a he would be a good father and he still stayed with her. Then they got married, all type of stuff going on. But yeah, I'm interested in seeing how that go. So now y'all know I couldn't go nowhere without talking about Nia Long. He had you like this or like this. Oh my God. Coach Ime, Yume, Ume, man. So apparently more shocking news has come out and Nia Long and her fiance are seeking counseling during this time. He has been suspended for the entirety of the 2022-2023 season. It was kind of weird that they broadcast all this information, if it was consensual and things of that nature. But it sounds like to me that the side chick was tired of being the side chick. She was married as well. She wanted to to call it quits because apparently he was continuing his relationship with Neil Long and they were going through the process of marriage. The alleged person on the other side of this is already married and she was managing their travel. So when I say their travel, I mean both of them, Neil Long, his travel, the family travel. So she had all that information and it sounds like she tried to call it quits and coach wasn't having it. He continued to pursue her and things of that nature. And she finally reported it to higher ups in July. Everything hit the fan and somehow we are here now. I believe the Celtics leaked this information. Still not sure why since it was consensual and although they had that encounter I don't know to the extent of this encounter and is there any sexual harassment harassment like what's going on because they are not allowing us to see that information they just want us to get enough information to know that he's suspended for a year I don't know what to think about this 
because there's so many gaps. I'm not in the game of trying to put things together, especially today. I don't have the capacity to do so. But yeah, you cheated on Nia alone. Oh my God. Wow. But maybe they figure it out, get some counseling, get the help they desire and need, and continue to move forward. They have a 10-year-old, which is crazy. I never knew she was with somebody. And when she did start popping up in the playoffs, I thought this was just something new. But apparently they have a 10-year-old together. So yeah, so we'll see what comes out of this scandal. And for those that don't know, I haven't bought a gaming system in a while. I got a new PlayStation 5. Finally, after two years of trying to get a PlayStation 5, I finally got the PS5. Make sure y'all add me at V3LLB. It should say Vito Akir. That's me. That's your boy. Add me. I do add back. Right now, I've been on that Spider-Man. I like to play like one adventure game at a time because I don't like, I get sidetracked and start playing other games and yeah, it don't work out for me. So I like to complete one game at a time i got the morales up next so as soon as i get done with spider-man i'm playing at the hardest level i do all the side missions i do the storyline i'm that guy that's that's just how i am i try to complete everything make sure everything is 100 yeah madden and 2k coming next go ahead and catch some of these bodies add your boy man i hope y'all enjoying the show make sure y'all hit up the anchor account leave a voice memo become a monetary investor for as little as 99 cents a month just 99 i mean they do have a 9.99 option but we'll get there but i'll let your boy leave a voice memo 15 seconds let let the world know how you feeling about the show now to the hot topic raising veil it has been a lot of growth. It has been a lot of resilience, persistence, stubbornness. It's been a lot with me. And it all start with just family dynamic. I've been conditioned to, to lead as a big brother, a big cousin, the big homie. I always been in spaces where I had to manage my emotions, logically think situations out to get to the best outcome. And I haven't always got it right. My family is led by women. We have a, a matriarch. Starts with my grandmother on my mom's side and then on my dad's side, my aunt. So the dynamics have always been interesting. Although I'm the second oldest, I was the oldest in the household. I have a big sister. Love her to death. And my niece and nephew. I love our ability to look out for each other now as adults, especially after the passing of our mother and being able to lean on each other. So always trying to figure out ways of how can I show up for my people and what does that look like and continue to strengthen this generation of my family so that the next generation can be even stronger because our parents fucked up, but it's okay. We can only get better. And then from family, I spent most of my time in school. So transitioning from street to school was difficult in a sense because I lived in a lot of places. I always transferred from different schools. Veshine High School was the only school that I stayed at for the entirety. I, I was only there for four years, but everything else, like every year I was in a different school. I probably went to all the rough schools in St. Louis from the South side to the North side, but it paid off. I was able to meet a lot of different people, adopt and learn a lot of cultures, was able to identify problems, was able to adapt and indulge in different cultures. It was a lot. It was a lot to learn, a lot to gather. In some cases, street and school was the same. Some of the stuff that people were doing in the street was some, some of the same things people were doing in school, shooting dice, 
robbing, selling, gang banging. And then it was the fun stuff, just hanging out with your friends, man. Fellowshipping. Some of the people that you go to school with were some of the same people that you will see in the street when you go back home. And in order for me to stay in school and stay out the street, I adopted basketball. I wasn't the best basketball player. I knew couldn't nobody work harder than me. Nobody was going to outwork me. Hurt, injured, like no one was going to outwork me. No one was going to tell me what I can't do, what I can do, what I will do. I just gave every second my all. And everything that I learned in basketball or everything I displayed in basketball is how I show up in everyday life. Always going hard, always thinking about the next move, always trying to uplift and bring my team on, always observing, analyzing, understanding the areas of improvement, all that. And ultimately, I had to have a certain GPA in order to stay in school. So because I was on the basketball team, I had to keep my grades up. Because I was a captain, because I was on the team overall in our school and our basketball program was the school leaders. I had to keep my grades up because I didn't want to ever be that person that was ineligible because of my grades. I had to sit out. That was like one of the most embarrassing feelings ever to even think about. And I wasn't doing that. And although I was bouncing back and forth from streets to basketball, a lot of times I was just too tired to do any of that after school. Sometimes we have practice at six in the morning. Then we have practicing from four to six after school time to get home you tired so i ain't really have a lot of time to indulge in that with some of the homies we used to we used to be outside you know get a couple cars and do our thing but i ain't had time for all that because i was always tired i was always busy always working and it kept me out the crib because the crib has so many unknowns we ain't know if we was gonna have gas lights water like someone was just always getting cut off we was always moving it was a lot so school became my only place of security i knew that the lights were going to be on i knew that i was going to eat i knew i was going to talk to my friends i knew i was going to see my girlfriend i knew i was going to be able to play basketball i knew all those things so that's why i like school but within school school and the streets both come with heartbreak in the streets it was heartbreak of losing my aunt losing uncles losing friends losing cousins like i remember my, my football teammate my friend i went to school with was was murdered was shot in the head with his own gun and we were in like eighth grade and i just was able to get back into the st louis public school i was in alternative school for a couple months because of some things that happened and they highly suggested me to get out of there because i was too smart i left went back to school and I remember getting a phone call from my DJO and she was telling me that my friend died and we had the same DJO which was crazy and I seen it on the news but I didn't put two and two together because I never thought someone that I know that young would be a victim of gun violence and that gave me a, a different type of focus and maneuvering when it came to street life. And then at school, I experienced heartbreak from my high school sweetheart, which is crazy. Like people assume that how I am single is exactly how I show up when I'm in a relationship. And I'm not. I'm a simp. On top of just always working, I don't be having time. I don't like I can't do all that. So when I'm with you, I'm with you. I'm very open, transparent. If something not going right, I'm going to say something. I'm going to say something 10 times more when things are going well, because there has to be some type of balance. But yeah, I got my heart broken in high school and I vowed to myself to not allow anyone to feel the hurt that I felt. So before I cheat, I'll leave. 
Like, and I can leave you because I love you. And then there's death and legacy. I have lost a lot of people in my life. I spoke at my first funeral at 12 years old. I read a letter for my Uncle Bent's funeral by my Uncle Swole and added some words in. My Uncle Swole was in a federal penitentiary, which is where he's at now. But he got out in between and he wrote a letter. And he wanted me to read it. And I got up there and re- read it. And if I knew what I know now, I don't seem like an honorable moment. But I will never allow a 12 year old to speak at a funeral because of the traumatizing impact that it has had. My aunt died that year. She lost her battle to to AIDS. And that was a sad moment because in summer school, I actually wrote a paper about AIDS and how we can resolve it and things like that. And it was just so irrational. It seemed like a bright ideal for a 12-year-old, but I didn't know that HIV and AIDS was that close to me. So when I lost my aunt, that was eye-opening and it altered how I view sex and the importance of safety, the importance of consent, being gentle, being mindful. And again, that was a sixth grade. And now fast forward, 2020, lost my mother, lost my grandmother, 2022, lost my aunt on my birthday. It's been a lot. And now being able to reflect on a deeper meaning, yes, those individuals have transitioned, but now it's more important. It's more intentional with legacy building. What legacy are we going to create for others to carry on? And I don't like saying died. So I, I stick to transition and they just passed the baton to me. And now it's like, what am I going to do with it to continue to elevate and push it to that next level to get it exactly where I know it can be. So I experienced death different now. I look at it as fire to do whatever I said I'm going to do and do it unapologetically because I am we. And because of them, I have the ability to do even more. And by me pushing forward and trying to do more, those around me, that whenever I transition, will have the strength and resources to do the same. Sweet and sour. I always been a sour patch. But that's because like all the people that have inspired me and motivated me and got me to the space that I need to be in and pushed me, they were the same way. They weren't always nice. It wasn't always flowers. It wasn't always roses and blooms and oh my Some of the lessons that I learned was straight in your face, in your ass, cut, dry, straight to the point. It is what it is. Do what you do with that information. And because of that and seeing the results of that, I have adopted that. That's all I know. And growing up and experiencing life, I understand that everyone isn't wired like that. And I'm blessed to be able to speak to some of these people that have gave me that hard love and explanation of why they were so hard on me. Because for one, they knew I could handle it. And for two, they seen the results. So I'm like the most sweetest asshole you'll ever meet like and that's just who I am and a part of me and it's all right it's okay if you understand my heart and how I show up for people that I call my people that's why I'm kind and rough passionate and loving and I will go to the extreme to help you get to the next level of elevation because you deserve it peace and love Thank y'all Valians for being a part of this journey. Make sure y'all continue to engage on all our social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Vales World Podcast. If you want to sponsor or be a guest on an upcoming episode, feel free to shoot us an email at Podcast at ldmonger.com. Do not hesitate to hit us up on Anchor and leave a voice memo and hear yourself on an upcoming episode. Vail's World can be heard on all the podcast platforms. I'm talking Apple. I'm talking Spotify and many more. And before you leave, 
Make sure you hit the subscribe, share button, tell a friend to tell a friend. And yes, reviews are always wanted. Let the world know how you really feel. And I can't forget support. Become a monetary investor for as little as 99 cents a month. And we can take this thing a long way. Peace and love. It's the team.